Welcome to Set Up for Lifetime Value, a podcast series from Underwater Pistol, where we discuss e-commerce trends, answer your questions, and deliver some really useful advice on how to stay ahead of the curve in the online retail industry. Follow along to get set for life with the best e-commerce tech stack. Hello and welcome back to Set Up for Lifetime Value. Today we're talking about how to turn one-time customers into repeat customers, which is a topic that pretty much every e-commerce brand is concerned with at the moment. I think I can make that claim. Now, to help me talk through this topic, we have two very special guests. First, I have Nathan Abbott, who's head of growth here at Underwater Pistol. Nathan, this is, I believe, your second time on the podcast. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Um, it does with with that is and the, the webinars and things. It's great to be back. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Yes, I, like to, I like to put words in people's mouths there. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> and also, right. we have Harvey Hodd, who's CEO and co-founder at Rello by Blueprint. Thank you for hopping on today, Harvey. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you very much. It's my first time. So uh, yeah, excited. We'll be very gentle. Um, okay, so before we get going, it'd be great to have a little intro from both of you so we know who you are, what you do. We'll start, Nathan, with you, if that's okay. Who are you? Who am I? Um, yeah, so I'm head of growth at Underwater Pistol and kind of floaty title aside, I basically sit between our clients and the agency to improve the services that we provide and help our customers ultimately understand ways that they can be better with their own customers. So um, providing that journey, a lot of that ties to the work we do with um, partnerships such as um, such as Blueprint and Rello um, and not to mention many others as well. So I look after the partnership side of things too. So uh, yeah, that's me really. Lovely. Thank you very much. And Harvey, can you tell us a bit about you, what you do and maybe what Rello's about as well? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Harvey. I am um, co-founder and CEO at Blueprint uh, and Rello. So to give you an idea of the difference between those, um, about two years ago, uh, myself and my co-founder Rory created a product called Blueprint, which is an SMS-based uh, marketing solution for e-com brands. Um, and we, we built with hundreds and hundreds of e-com brands all over the world, essentially to increase our attention. Uh, and then recently, we launched a new product called Rello, uh, which is all uh, around uh, repeat revenue. So we look at how we can increase reorders, how we can increase cross sales, how we can gain more subscribers, and how can we keep them longer. Ultimately, how can we grow econ brands really, really efficiently? Um, because we know CAC is rising, it's just pretty tricky. Um, we've been building that for the last few months. We partnered with Clavio um, to help power Clavio to, to do that with us. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been super exciting thus far. Fantastic. Thank you. So definitely got the right people on the podcast today to talk about retention because, you know, there's a lot of different areas or ways you can approach it. So great to have you both on today. So let's jump straight in with the first question. This one's for you, Nathan. Um, why is customer retention something that brands are or should be focusing on right now? So I think actually Harvey pointed to it um, just then with the mention of of the acquisition of new customers and the costs involved in that. And if you've done those hard yards, I think a big part of it is about not only keeping people there, but improving the service in which you provide your retained customers. We know that they they spend more. I think it's they spend 67% more, um, not to mention the long-term benefits of having customers stick around. They'll be more likely to write reviews, to recommend the service to friends and things like that. So it's a way of expanding your existing customer base with people that are already there. Um, you can also understand how to improve your own product as well. You develop a bit more of a community, which is a bit more favorable as well. So if you have a community, it means that you've got a network of people that it's not just buying a product, you're also part of something else. We've seen that with large brands throughout COVID in the last two years, it's it's building a face to a brand. And if you've got a group of people that represent that, they'll shout about it on 
social media and the like, um, then it becomes really, really powerful. So if you're not focusing on retention or methods in which you can use retention, then it means that you're sort of missing out on those things and you're just focusing on the acquisition of customers, which while fantastic and, and extremely important, it's expensive and it's not the kind of surefire guarantee for the long-term success that many brands are really seeking for in, in tougher economic climates. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So that's that's why it's so important. But Harvey, I'm going to jump to you with a very difficult question. So there are obviously loads of different ways that brands can go about encouraging their customers to come back and make purchases again. But what would you say are the three most effective or just your favorite ways to to do that? Well, um, I, I think, I think firstly, there is too much of a focus oftentimes on tactical things that you can do like, oh, we'll just send more comms or we'll, you know, just do this kind of patch on top and, you know, see how the results. I think it's actually worth looking at it a bit more systematically, whereby um, there's certain elements that you need to uh, satisfy in that customer journey to get someone to come back ultimately. So uh, before you've sent like a reorder message or try on new products or try a subscription, you essentially need to satisfy a bit higher up in the funnel. So like that product has to satisfy the use case that it was bought for. The delivery experience has got to be really good. The customer experience has got to be good. Once you've satisfied all of them, which we often see aren't like perfectly satisfied, then um, post, um, post that, we generally advise to look out for signals around um, what is going to suggest what customers want to do next, ultimately. Um, so, for example, if if uh, if a customer has ordered a certain product that you can see is purchased really quickly because a lot of other customers do it all the time, um, then obviously a line comes with that. It's a really easy win um, and not just an arbitrary time frame. So normally it's, you know, everyone orders on 30 days. Oftentimes that's changes uh, based on the product. Um, again, looking at data for how to encourage customers to see your other SKU set and your, your ecosystem of products is really useful. So again, if you have a certain product that you can see across your data that um, customers, it's almost like a gateway. So they oftentimes try this and then they go on to something else. Uh, that's a really good, good way to do it. And then also I think uh, another good technique that we see is if you can see that a customer is ordering um, a certain product over a given cadence of time. So if they're ordering X product every two weeks and they've done it twice, for example, and this data is all in Shopify, uh, it's really effective to then try and upsell them to a subscription. Not before, because it probably doesn't, you know, you don't have enough data on them to suggest that they'll like it. But once you've got like a rough purchasing pattern, yeah, it's, it's perfect and probably beneficial for that client. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you. And that sort of leads on nicely to the question I'm about to ask Nathan as well. So you just mentioned there, Harvey, about subscriptions. And obviously that is a great way to boost retention is offering subscription programs and encouraging your loyal customers to sign up, sign up. But that is easier said than done a lot of the time. So Nathan, tricky question for you this time. So what advice would you give to brands who are either just starting out and trying to get new subscribers for their new subscription program? or brands who already have a subscription program, but just kind of want to build their subscription base. That's a lot of subscriptions there, but you, <laughs> if, you, get, if you could get, work I out the question within there, how do you build <laughs> base? Yeah, so there's a few points. I'd, I'd put them within three sort of separate categories, really. The first being the simplicity element of it. The second being what I mentioned already about listening to customers. And the third being about having and not being scared of a phased approach. So when I say keeping it simple, I think we like to think we are, and I would hope that in the agency and, and the tech world, we are e-commerce. We 
portray e-commerce expertise. And we've spent a lot of time looking at various subscription options or ways of doing it, ways of optimizing and modifying it in your own kind of custom way. And brands do the same thing. If you are someone that's founded an e-commerce brand or you're working um, at an e-commerce brand, then you'll have your own sort of view on what is good and what is bad about a subscription offering. And carrying too many of those things into your first iteration of a subscription program can often be quite damaging because you just risk overcomplicating it for who we're all aiming this at, and it's the consumer. Um, when a consumer is dealing with a subscription portal or a subscription kind of offering, they're not necessarily thinking about the alternatives that already exist in play. They're thinking about ways that they can optimize what they want for their own kind of needs and stuff like that. And that can be actually quite straightforward. It's not about really complex bundling or anything like that. And certainly you can develop those things at a later point. But if you are just kicking things off, try it out simply. Just keep a very sort of, doesn't have to be off the shelf, but an approach that you think would work for people um, and then go from there based on that. The thing that comes after that really is is taking in feedback. That's both internally and externally. You've, you've got a team of people hopefully around you. And if not, you've got people close to you that you can be asking does this work? Would this convert you like, and everything like that? And being wary that your customers will have valid feedback based on what they want to do with their subscription. So listen to that. And the final one kind of ties the two together really is not being scared of a phased approach. I think if you think about kind of migrating to a new website or a rebranding, that can often have huge implications on your existing customer base because it's sort of sending them into a bit of shock. This is a website they go back to very regularly. It now looks very different. You've moved everything around and and you can't quite deal with it. If you add subscription in, that is a notable sort of phase of your growth that will sort of may, maybe startle or maybe surprise some of your existing customer base. So if you introduce it slowly or have it for long-term customers initially or something like that, you can have that phased approach where you really start to develop it. I can guarantee that most of the, some of the most successful subscription programs that are out there use that phased approach and they add on to it and they bolt things on to to improve it and they do that by listening to feedback as well and and it always starts with simplicity so yeah those would be my my core points fantastic thank you very much that last one about the phased approach isn't something i necessarily would have thought of so look you're even teaching me something so thank you very much so but you've both now shared some um very actionable interesting advice on kind of boosting customer attention and subscriptions, things like that. But now it would be great if you could both share an example of an e-commerce brand that's doing customer attention really well, because it's always useful to see like a use case as well. So Harvey, would you like to go first? Which brand is really standing out when it comes to customer attention for you? Sure. Um, I think I'll I'll uh, be a bit biased and choose one, one of the, the merchants that we work with. Um, but uh, minor figures are really strong, uh, we think. So reason why is... Uh, similar to the points I mentioned earlier, um, they don't necessarily do, it's not like they just send loads of messages or do any big massive campaigns that, um, that, that get people back. It's more that they really nail the close uh, and personalized experience of all of their customers. So whenever you order from them, you get updates from like, where your order is is it out for delivery you can text them immediately for any uh, customer support they send really witty interesting uh, updates because they're quite a um quite an interesting brand in and of itself and then um they're constantly doing mini like vip drops of different types of products despite them being like a coffee and oat milk brand they they do a lot of apparel and bits and pieces like that 
And we see huge demand for it because I think they invest so heavily at the top of the funnel, those points I was mentioning earlier, like really good products, really good experience, really good brand equity and really good customer experience. All of those basically prime them to be like, well, the audience is ready at the end of the day because they trust that brand and it does really well. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And Nathan, what about you? Who do you like? I'm actually going to do two um, because I, th I thought I would. The first actually also a, a brand that I do work with Rello, uh, Bub's Natural. And I think the thing that stood out to me when I was looking at some, some guys, because I don't subscribe to everything and the things that I've had impatience with in the past is often I've not been able to control the sort of supply level or the pace at which I receive any product. And I think that that for a lot of people, whether it's supplements, food or anything like that, I think one of the biggest problems that people come up against is that they end up with way too much stuff or they run out really quickly and they're not able to maybe picture first up what they want. There's a lot of um, kind of uh, household like domestic products like detergents and things that do this really well. But Bub's Natural stood up because they actually already have visible a sort of varying level of supply level uh, of sort of supply, something that might last you 12 weeks, something that would last you two, something that would last you four. Um, and I think having those options visible, um, I think is really, really good because obviously having that toggleable, toggleable might not be a word, we'll come back to that. Um, but having those options there <laughs> means that people can sort of visualize maybe how often do I really want this product or how much do I want to try it before I really commit and stuff. I think it encourages retention because you're giving power back to the consumer. So that's one that I'd really do well. Um, I think really um, do a great job there. Um, the second one I would point to is Fenty Beauty. Um, obviously, on a much larger scale, these guys have just gone from sort of strength to th strength. And I think a big part of that is obviously the power of influence. Um, naturally, it's backed um, by celebrity and things like that. But they've created and garnered a sense of community within the demographics that find the products very useful to them. They enjoy them. They review them on social media. There is that kind of that's already built up. But what they've also done to add on to that is their memberships. Um, they have sort of tiered levels of membership where you can either get credit, which you can spend on new drops that you as a VIP have certain access to that a normal customer might not. And I think that really builds that sense of like, I'm part of something and I will only shop with this brand. And loyalty is very hard to come by, um, particularly in a space such as health and beauty, where it's often a race to the bottom and it's about price and things like that. So if you can create that sense, um, it's really good. And the final point as well is that the site is actually something you could spend some time on. It's not just to sort of convey about high converting, just get down the funnel as quickly as possible. There's also a lot of kind of exploratory elements. So the blog or kind of uh, inspirational sections of the site where people could spend time, learn more about the product and the products they have yet to try to sort of increase possibly upselling or, or things like that as well. So that whole experience for those guys really at the top end of things, um, I think they're doing retention really well, but on that smaller level and that simplicity point I mentioned, Bub's Natural would be one that are really paying attention to what happens really early on in people's subscription journey where they just want to understand how much product am I getting um, and is it going to be good enough for me? But yeah, those would be my, my two. Great, thank you. Well, thank you both for sharing those examples. It's really interesting to hear specific brands kind of putting into practice the advice you've already given. And just in general, thank you both for being here. It brings us to the end of the podcast, but it's been I think our listeners or anyone that's listening into this will be very appreciative to hear the kind of advice you've given because it's like more important than ever now with the kind of financial situation being so difficult. So thank you very much for that, both of you. And hopefully we'll hear from you again on another podcast. So thanks for being here. Bye, guys. Cheers, Cheers Charlie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye.